wish you a happy uh, Scottish holiday, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was that was for Merv. So that was for my buddy Merv. Okay, yeah, you got to edit the jokes out of the uh, out of the official thing. So we're going to cover in this morning's catechism. We're going to cover a review of questions thirty-six and thirty-seven, and then we're going to be looking in more detail at question thirty-eight after our children, um, those that are with it and brave enough to uh, recite question. 37. So we're going to start off with a review of questions 36. And this morning's questions, um, 36 and 37, are looking at the Holy Spirit at a high level. Who is the Holy Spirit and what does the Holy Spirit do? And then the last question we're going to look at this morning that we're going to basically memorize for next week, the answer to that is looking specifically at the ministry of the Holy Spirit regarding prayer. So again, we're looking at who is the Holy Spirit first? What does the Holy Spirit do? And then specifically, we're going to focus in on the Holy Spirit's work through prayer. And speaking of prayer, can I have a, a youngster, somebody younger than me, which is most of you. Uh, anybody want to pray this morning to open us up? You're not younger enough. <laughs> want to pray for us this morning? It can be short. Birthday boy? Oh, why don't you open this up in prayer so we can get started, okay. right? Mm-hmm. I, let's read this together. And the question is, what do we believe about the Holy Spirit? And the answer to that is that he is God, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, and that God grants him irrevocably to all who believe. Again, so what we're seeing is, um, what do we, who is the Holy Spirit? Posed as a question of uh, who the Holy, what we believe about the Holy Spirit, that he's God, right? The Holy Spirit is God, just like the Father and the Son, and that God grants him irrevocably. Irrevocably means that once God gives us the Holy Spirit, he's not taken away. Question number 37 deals with the question of how does the Holy Spirit help us? The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts and the desire to obey God, and he enables us to pray and to understand God's word. And then the kid's shorter version of that is the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, and he enables us to pray and to understand God's word. Do we have any brave children that want to recite this this morning? Counted seven things here. That's a lot of things, right? And and I, I subdivided some of these. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts, gives us the desire to obey God, and he enables us to pray and to understand God's word. So the Holy Spirit does a lot of different things. I think at a high level, um, if I was to summarize this, you could basically say the Holy Spirit changes our heart, changes our nature, gives us a desire to, to be like God, to, 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 um, 
to mortify our sin, to no longer live after our sin, to live after our flesh, but to live after, to live after God. And if you want more detail on this uh, and more clarity on the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does, Eric's going to be doing a series this fall on the Holy Spirit. Yep. So next, our next question is looking at prayer. So we looked at one of the jobs and tasks of the Holy Spirit is to help us with prayer. Specifically, the, question, the next question is looking at what is prayer itself. Um, prayer is, and I guess we read this one together, right? Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. So I mentioned in the last slide the Holy Spirit does those seven things, and one of those seven things is prayer. And then further, to further subdivide things, basically the Holy Spirit, in regards to prayer, um, does many things. Um, causes us to pour out our hearts before God in praise, petition, confession of sin and thanksgiving. This is all part of prayer. Um, I'm going to uh, recite an example given here from John Piper in just a moment. Um, and it's talking about how God might help somebody. Let's say you've got to speak in public, and that's, a, I guess, a fear for a lot of us, right? And, and so the example we're going to look at basically is how, how we might use prayer to help us address our needs or our fears when we're going to be speaking in a public forum. But, but prayer is not only limited to that situation. I don't know about you guys, but um, there are times when I wake up at night, I know my wife does this as well too, and you kind of ref- maybe wake up at like three in the morning, you can't get back to sleep, and you reflect on kind of like what's going on maybe in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your relatives, in the lives of your friends, and whether it's a situation where, um, I mean, life is uncertain, right? Um, your job may be uncertain, your income may be uncertain, the place that you're living may be changing, your health may be uncertain. There's, there's a lot of uncertainties that come up in life, and, um, and all of those topics, basically, we can go to God with prayer because, basically, um, God, well, we're a needy people, basically. We are a needy people, and we praise God in prayer because he can meet those needs. Um, I liked this one verse from Psalm 62, reads as follows, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Oh, on God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Why would we need a refuge, right? Why did David need a refuge? Why do we go to a refuge? Why would we actually go to like a city of refuge or a house of refuge or a closet of refuge, right? We go to places of refuge because, because we're hiding from something. We, we, we look for fortresses because we're in a battle and we need help. And God basically, um, as um, David shared here, God is our refuge. Um, we enter into that refuge. We can take place in that refuge through prayer. Um, the example John Piper used here, and it's in, it's in the catechism um, devotional section. Um, John Piper shared a good example here, and I think it relates, uh, it communicates this idea of God being a refuge and the Holy Spirit helping us um, through prayer um, in, in a number of good ways. John Piper says as follows, 
Prayer is the way you walk by the Spirit. Prayer is the way you walk by faith. In other words, it's the breath of the Christian life all day long. Just breathe in, breathe out. It's the way you live. And the older I get and the more troubles that I run into and the more uncertainties I face, um, the more I realize through the Holy Spirit talking to my heart and, and informing my soul is, is my need for God and the uncertainty of life and my need for basically to pray before God and, and to lift up these things. So basically, our verse talks about, well, our catechism talks about one, two, three, four different things, right? Praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving is all being important in prayer. And John Piper iterates those in a similar way in his, in his devotional here. He talks about four elements from the catechism, confession, petition, prayer, and praise. And this is a good rubric to go through. There's other rubrics as well, too, or acronyms, acts, and all the rest that we can use to go through prayer. But I think it's, it's useful anytime we face difficult situations where we need prayer, and these four elements can come into place. Okay, so suppose I have to speak in front of a group, and I'm, 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 I'm nervous. Um, you can predict your particular challenge. So you may, you may have a public speaking event, and you're nervous, and you want to be led to prayer. But again, prayer isn't only limited to, to, to public speaking. Prayer also applies to all the uncertain, uh, pressure-filled situations of life. So as that moment approaches, I wonder, can I do this? Can I remember what to say? Will I make a fool of myself? At that moment, I need, you need, we each of us needs to confess our need to God. And we say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve your help, but I need your help. I can't do anything without you. And that's the confession step of prayer. So anytime we find need in our life, no matter what that need is, whether it's financial insecurity or health insecurity or maybe you've got friends or kids that aren't listening to you and you see the path they're going down and you see that if this trend continues, it's going to be a bad thing. We confess our need to God and we say, you know what, God? I love to control things, but I can't control the situation. I need your help. So we confess. Confession is the first step of prayer. The second step then is to turn confession to petition, at which point we say, Lord, please help me. I need I need, in the, in, the, in the point of public speaking, I need memory. I need articulation. I need the right spirit. I need humility. I need to look people right in the eye, right? Um, I need all these things, and, and I want to be helpful to the listeners. Um, but I don't have it in me, and, and um, I don't have in my, in my personal person what I need. Help me. And that's the second step of prayer, which is petition. So first we confess our needs. The second is we come before God and we cry for help. Help. Help God, right? Can you guys relate to that? When you need help? The third step, basically, is that of um, trusting and, and praising God. Um, when, uh, and then when I need to reach out and take hold of something about God that will be worthy of my praise and worthy of my trust. So in a lot of cases, we look to the scriptures. We look to the words. Um, Isaiah 41.10 reads, I'll strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious hand. Um, those, those are reasons for in Scripture that actually we find, we find the ability and the need and the reason to take hold of God's promises um, where God promises us love, mercy, and we hold on to it and we trust and praise him. Yes, you, O oh Lord, can help me. I trust you to help me. I praise you for being the kind of God who is willing and able to help. That's the third step or the step of trust 
and praise in prayer. Then I give him my talk, trusting him. And when I'm done, no matter what I do, I thank him. So this is an important thing, right? Since I trusted him for help, I believe that he is going to use my effort no matter how well I did. So you may pray about a situation. Let's say you've got to have a difficult conversation with a coworker. Let's say you've got to have a difficult conversation with one of your children. Family meeting. Anybody have family meetings here? We used to have them like once a week in my family. Um, yeah, not my, not my, yeah. Anyway, we used to have a lot of family meetings. And so in those situations, you're preparing your heart. You've got to have a difficult conversation. It's, it's really a difficult thing. And then you have that conversation. And then afterwards, you, you talk to your spouse and you go, how did it go, right? Um, well, no matter how you think it went, if you prayed about it in advance and you lifted it up before our God, you've got to, and you, you, gave, you committed it to him, we trust him. We say, thank you, Lord, and we trust him that he's been effective and efficacious in responding to our prayers. And so those are the four key words of this morning's catechism. First, confession. Continually confess your need. Continually confess my need to the Lord. I need you. The second step is crying out, petition, crying out to God, saying, God, help me. I am in a weak and needy place. Third, we lay hold of God's promises. We find scriptures in context in the word and we grasp onto them and, we, and we, we look at them in context and we claim them. And we see how in the same way that God helped his children in the Old Testament and, the, and his children in the New Testament, and we look in that same way and we trust him to help his children, you and I, believers, in this day and age as well. And then finally, we wrap all that up by always telling God thank you. We give God thanks for the work that he has actually done. So, what is prayer? Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. Very good. And we're going to take that thanksgiving word to heart and thank God right now in prayer. Father, thank you for prayer. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, thank you um, through your Spirit changing our hearts, allowing us to see and to recognize our continual need for you, for your work in our lives, for your work in opening our eyes to our need for you, for opening our eyes to the need to pray for others, for opening our eyes to the reality of the power of prayer, realizing that you've, you've told us in the past that we have not because we ask not, Lord. So Lord, may we not be remiss in coming before you in prayer to pray for all the difficulties in our life. And Lord, may we not be remiss, most of all, in trusting you and thanking you for the work that you're doing, for you love your children, you desire to bless us, Father. But most of all, Father, you desire for you to be glorified. So Father, we give you the praise this morning and all the glory Do your name. And we pray that you be glorified in our lives and the lives of those around us as we come before you humbly in prayer and ask you and petition you to come and help us in our times of need. And we pray all these things and just thank you, Lord, and praise you in your son Jesus' name. Amen.